This is Phil Collins from Death Leopard. You're listening to Maximum Threshold. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at... 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts... Dom. He's
Yeah, hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> ah, starting this wonderful show tonight with some Dead Daisies. And with Dead and Gone off their latest release, hey man, I'm just so glad, you know, that I'm here doing this for you guys. Uh, I, I should say I'm happy I'm doing I'm glad. I'm happy I'm having the opportunity to do something for, and you guys are listening to us. So it's really cool, man. I got um really nothing planned for tonight. I just going to rock out for a little bit and I got I got some stuff I'm gonna play. I'll probably look through our list here, look at some old interviews and pop one in there for you guys. Uh from the vault. It's been a while since we've done that. We usually get a good response for the people who's recently been tuning into us who doesn't know that we've been around for over a decade. So we got some cool interviews on here that we have stored up, and we just got to get it back out there to the masses because you people like some stuff that you haven't heard before. And just a lot of things I've been been going through, you know, the family stuff and the band stuff and school stuff and the guitar and, oh, man, there's just, there's just so much going on and just trying to lock down some time to do this to give it to you, man. It's been kind of tough over the last good month or so. <sighs> so, yeah, last show we had on here, we last show we did a couple of weeks ago, we had John Karabi on the show, and it was real cool to, you know, get back in touch with him. It's been a while since I talked to him. I didn't know it was that long. It just seems like it was a couple of years ago. You know, we run into him every now and then whenever he's in town, and but we don't do an interviews. So we just hang out. You know, that's what you do you know you don't necessarily gotta meet with the people you interview you know you do on the show and when you see them again you got to interview them it's man we're friends man that's how it is that's that's um how how it is in, in this in this field i guess you know if you take it to a different level man because i don't know about you man but you know we do this as um not for our sake. It's for the artists and the fans and the, the listeners and everybody else. We don't do this for ourselves. We do this to help you guys know about bands that are up and coming or bands that's been going on for years and just giving back. You know, I don't know if giving back is the right word, but fuck it. You know, <laughs> we're doing what we do because we believe in the music. We believe in the artists. We believe in the bands. We believe in stuff <laughs> so i was wondering okay so i've been writing a lot of new material for for my band and uh, i've been passing them out and i just noticed that i was looking at how many songs i just turned over it's probably enough for a whole new record <laughs> i just did a couple songs uh over the last couple of days that are pretty good and they're starting to take off um we got one and uh, let's see, I'll, I'll play a little clip, a little clippy poo for you. Let me unplug this cord. Um, it's in here somewhere. Okay. I'm just going to play a little clip.
There you go. You only get a little fucking tickle your ass with a feather. Of course, it had to be a solo. <laughs> so what the hell's going on out there, people? Good people. Oh, man. I'm going to play some music here. And then I'm going to come back. I got the Rock and Metal News. They were in jail for a bit and they got out. And now they're allowed to put music back out. And whatever, you know, what they do. So we finally got more stuff from them. We haven't had it in a couple of weeks. But I got this week's edition of the Rock and Metal News. I'm going to throw it out there. Happy 4th of July for you people in the States. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo back in last month, month before last. I don't even know when the hell everybody else's country's Independence Day are. But whenever it is, man, happy Independence Day to you guys. From all of us here at MTRS and wherever you're at. Uh, let's see, over the next few weeks, we should be getting a bunch of cool interviews. Uh, Michael and I are going to be going to a bunch of shitty, not shitty, <laughs> we're going to a bunch of concerts, and um, I think we got some interviews lined up. I think we're going to be checking out um, the Incarceration, uh, Michael's going to see Night Ranger, uh, White Snake. I got Warp Tour. I have, um, shit, there's so much damn stuff going on. Oh, this Tuesday, I'm going to see Taylor Swift with my kid. That ought to be fun. It's at the stadium. I like to, hey, you guys, if you're veterans out there, check out VetTix, V-E-T-T-I-X.org. Uh, sign up with them, man. They give you free concert tickets to certain events they have offered. It's for being a veteran. It's pretty cool, man. You only got to pay like a little service charge for some really good seats. And it's like I got like four tickets to Taylor Swift. You know, they're usually like a hundred bucks or whatever it is. I got them off all four of them for like 15 bucks. Not a piece, but just $15 for, for a fee. It's not bad. Man, I take my kid out. You know, I figured I ain't got to blow a hundred bucks. I ain't got it. They don't take pop bottles at the stadium. I'll tell you, they used to and shit. You know, we used to just sneak in that place. The old Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Man, had some fun back then when I was a kid. Used to go to all kind of baseball games, just walk on in. Then you go walk all over the stadium. <laughs> right there when you shoot the fireworks off, you could walk right there and where they're all loaded up and just start playing with that shit. <laughs> you can climb the building and until you got caught. Yeah, it was fucking, it was crazy. Security was horrible. They let us kids just wander the building without even a ticket. They did also with like with the Browns games. I didn't go to much Browns games because it was too damn cold. And my mama only gave me like 20 cents or something. And now it's for bus fare to get back and forth. Or usually she dropped me off and we'd have, me and my brother would have to take a bus back from um, the stadium. But yeah, there you go. Thanks for the flashbacks, heifers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mm. Oh, I want to play this. I got some brand new Riot. And this has been some pretty cool stuff. I mean, I'm, I, I dig the singer, man, but you know how I am. I'm, I like the older stuff. I like the older scenes. Well, the fuckers are all dead. You know, um, what can you do? So... Here you go, man. There's some brand new riot for you. Don't go anywhere. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put on something really cool for you guys to check out. I promise that it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. Maybe I play the interview we did with Axel Rose. Uh, well, we did an interview and we just hung out, so we didn't get nothing. So <laughs> here you go, man. Here's a brand new riot for you here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Your MTRS. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and horns up, fist in the air, baby.
Yeah, there's some brand new riot for you. Caught in the witch's eye here for you on Maximum Threshold Radio. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Let's see. While you were at Taylor Swift on Tuesday, I'll be at Armored Saint. Damn, you win. Uh, fuck. Thanks for rubbing it in, fuckface. I forgot all about that. That's right, because Tesla was also that night, too. Oh, no, Tesla is the next day. I'm sorry. I take the fuck face back. Still, you know, damn, I love Armored Saint. I was just looking at their stuff. I was about to play it. So I got, like, um interview here. I'm going to play. We had Rudolph Schenker on this show. Some Scorpions. So um, I'm going to play that for a little bit. Um, and then I'm going to go check out um, the hounds in the back. And then I'll be back. But check mystical interview here I did with Rudolf Schenker. I don't even remember who else was in this. I did this interview with me. Um, I may have done it myself. I, I don't know. may have Dave on it. I don't remember. I really honestly don't remember. So it's been a while. It's been seven years. So if you guys haven't been listening to us that long, then you got a treat. It's a cool interview here with Rudolf Schenker. He only does interviews for like 10 minutes maximum. It's like a 25-minute interview because because we're cool like that. So old friend Rudolph, remember we had his whole family. We had his whole family on the show. Remember we had Barbara on the show. That was such a that was such a treat. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll bring that one back out for you guys to listen to. Now we talked about Michael the whole time and Rudy the whole time. <laughs> oh, that was cool though. So here you go, man. This is the interview I did. Wait, me me do this. Let me knock out. The rock and metal news. So I know what the hell's going on out there in the music news as well as you. Because I don't listen to this stuff before I play it. I take I trust Ron. I know what he's doing. And I just plug it in and I learn this right along with you guys. So here you go, man. Let's check out some news first. Then we're going to go right into the Rudolph Schenker interview uh, that we conducted, shit, 10 years ago or 7 years ago, whatever. Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Black Veil Brides have announced that they will be playing two headline shows at the Roxy in West Hollywood, California in October. The shows will take place Friday, October 19th, and Saturday, October the 20th. And Omnium Gatherum have a new single out. It's titled Gods Go First. It's now on YouTube. Their new album, titled The Burning Cold, is out August the 31st through Century Media. Catch them on two with Amorphous, Dark Tranquility, and Moonspell on a North American tour. Check out their official website for the tour dates and what a lineup that is. Scars on Broadway, the band featuring System of a Down guitarist Darren Malakian. They have released their fourth video from the studio. They play a clip of a new track off the upcoming album as well. The album is out on July the 20th and Darren plays all instruments on the new record. Continuing with your Maximum Threshold.net rock and metal news, Between the Buried and Me have teased a new song titled The Grid. It's off their new album called Automata 2, which is out Friday, July the 13th through Sumerian Records. You can listen to that at their Twitter page. And Aborted have released their first new song. It's off their new upcoming album called Terror Vision. It's, good. it's on YouTube now. Check out the music video for the song Squalor Opera. Terror Vision is out on September the 
21st through Century Media. And pre-orders are now up. And finally, Attila, they released a new song titled Pizza. Yes, the song is entirely about pizza. It's on YouTube now in digital retailers, and it's off their upcoming album. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. Remember now, Dr. Satan. God damn it, everybody got to know about Dr. Satan. And you know what I'm going to do, boy? I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to let you meet the old bastard. It's all true. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. MaximumThreshold.net You are listening to an exclusive interview here on Maximum Threshold. Maximum Threshold Radio Show is every Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. exclusively at MaximumThreshold.net. Dominic! Hey, Rudolph, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Oh, great, man. What's going on? Good, you <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, I really appreciate you taking time out and you know, taking some time and spending some time with us here on Maximum Threshold. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's uh, very happy to be here in Los Angeles back again and mm-hmm. uh, see the result, which sounds uh, amazing for us because everything works fantastic. Number one in rock charts, Race on Rock is number one. And new entry, I think number 23 or something. Oh, wow. The Billboard charts is good. We are very happy, very pleased. In Germany, is already number one. And in uh, other places in Europe, very high too. In this case, uh, we did the right move to make an album which uh, really uh, captures the DNA of the Scorpion sound, original Scorpion sound. That's fantastic to find out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's a great record. I, I got a chance to to listen to it and listen to it more than once. So I had the opportunity of letting the record soak in, so I could really get the good vibe and and the feel of what you guys were going for. And, and I think I was able to capture what you guys were getting at. Yeah, I mean, after Humanity Hour One, which we liked, we loved because it was a, a very spe- special experience working with Desmond Child in Los mm-hmm. Angeles for a half a year. We were here and really enjoying Los Angeles and uh, Desmond with his team was a fantastic situation and also to make a um, concept album was something different for us mm-hmm. but uh, the let's say the uh, message which we uh, mention which was the same message nearly like Linkin Park did in the same time mm-hmm. with uh, uh, One Hour to Midnight yeah, everything, the damage was done, and for us was clear, we don't do um, a Humanity Hour 2. We go now back to where we're coming from, to the roots. We want to really rock. We want to have a good time. There is no nothing to say anymore mm-hmm. except let's have a party. Oh, I, so I understand In this that. case, we called our friends from Sweden, the two Swedish promoter, uh, producers, and they came over and we said that we want to do it in uh, our studio, in my studio in 
uh, in Germany and so and we played the stuff uh, to them and they were very excited and we made a decision to really uh, do the guitar space and backing vocals uh, in my studio and the rest in Stockholm, uh, uh, drums and, and vo main vocals. So, and we start working. In between, we had uh, some uh, summer shows to do, and it was a very, very relaxed way. And the um, important point was that the two Swedish producers, Martin and uh, Michael, they are Scorpions fans, and they mostly pushed us to come and say, look, guys, this Korean Scorpion sound is mm -hmm. great riffs and great melodies and great uh, vocals. So in this case, that was our goal. And we really uh, made an album which fits perfectly in a time because the 80s rock is really back in a moment. Yeah. And uh, it is really, in, we surfing on the... Uh, high note uh, wave, wave uh, and the timing is on our side and when we were listening to the um, um, result when the album was finished and before mastering and we were very excited our manager um, said hey guys you are I tell you this album is fantastic I don't think that you can repeat that <laughs> because the quality and all the stuff is so good And I think that could be a good uh, ending for the career. Mm -hmm. With a two and a half, three years tour, we first of all saw that he's joking maybe. But then we start thinking and we said, okay, we don't want to go through the 90s again because lately no wave came, which that's the reason why the 80s rock is now, everybody is playing 80s oh, rock. Yeah. Uh, Nickelback and even Green Day and everybody. So in this case, for us, it was clear that we now on the right point and we want to finish the career of the Scorpions with a happy end and not dying in front of our fans. So in this case, we said, let's do it. So, and here we are with a great album and with the announcement of the last tour and last uh, album. What are you going to do after this is all over with? Because you spent your whole life, you know, being on I stage and entertaining. Yeah, first of all, look, we have two and a half years, three yeah. years. So we did already shows in Prague uh, mm -hmm. in front of 14,000 people. It was a great situation. Then two, day, two, year, two days later, going to Moscow uh, and arriving on the airport, uh, hundreds of fans were there singing and uh, rocking like a hurricane mm -hmm. and all, some songs and giving us presents, flowers. Then we start to realize, really, first of all, that will be very terrible when the last day is coming. But on the other hand, it really could be also another challenge because I think that many possibilities will come up when people know that we start playing. And I mean, my brother and me, we already, after building the Dean uh, Schenker Brother Guitar, we had in mind to do an album together that was planned for this next uh, month, but then the um, end of the tour, uh, the uh, Scorpions came, and then we pushed all everything after the Scorpions uh, finished. So in this case, there will be a Schenker Brother album coming up, and Klaus already oh, said that cool. he would love to be a guest uh, for one or two songs. So in this case, there will come up many things. Matthias is doing his own guitar line and amplifier line. There will be uh, much to um, really um, um, 
yeah, take the challenge. And you know, one point is important. We know from the 90s how it is to uh, swim against the stream, mm -hmm. and we don't want to go through it again. Yeah, Now tough, we know yeah. that we have an album which fits. It's the DNA of the Scorpions from Blackout and Love at First Thing. We want to really have an end with a happy end and not with a disaster and uh, dying in front of our fans. That's mm -hmm. all. Well, I understand it. So you're going to be working on a record with, with Michael. Um, I got a question here from the Hellion in the chat room. He wants to know, would you consider bringing Barbara into the picture and have her doing some work with you guys? I mean, I asked her already. Mm -hmm. when, when we start thinking, it was already three years ago, we okay. start thinking, my brother and me, and I asked my sister, mm -hmm. and she was said not no. She said, <laughs> yes, yeah, could be a great uh, um, opportunity for yeah. her. Yeah, we had her on the show here, and we had a we had a blast talking with her. She, you know, her and her bird and, and everything. We, she was a she was a great interview. She talked she talked very highly about you guys, you and your brother. Yeah, she is uh, she is an unicum, like we say in uh, in Germany, and she is uh, you know different than my brother and me. Mm -hmm. And it could be a good uh, let's say a polarity. Uh, we as guitar players and she as maybe outside more <laughs> from another uh, view looking at it could be great. I mean, let's see. We wait and the time will tell because I learned from my life, don't force anything, everything comes. Oh, yeah. What is? What do you think is the main thing that kept you going? Through the, being with the Scorpions? Why didn't you break off and do like a little solo thing? You know, maybe... Did you, you never thought about doing anything like that on your own? I tell you one thing. First of all, mm -hmm. everything which I deliver and everything which I had in my mind, I could really uh, make with the Scorpion. I gotcha. What else could I deliver? <laughs> I mean, I had to bring a second class of songs out And, and and bring them out. And everybody would say, I know Mr. Scorpions, he was much better. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it doesn't make sense. Oh, That's, yeah. uh, th this kind of uh, solo stuff makes sense for guitar player who are uh, maybe with a uh, um, singer who wants to have his stuff on the album and ignores the, uh, the other guitar player. And uh, then uh, after two or three years, he says, I have so much material, now I want to uh, bring it out as my solo stuff. So in you. this case, the Scorpion's chemistry, and that's a great important point, and that's the reason when you ask me what kept you going and what is the, sometimes people ask in secret that you st stayed as long, it's that the chemistry, mm -hmm. if you start from the beginning and be careful here, Uh, 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 sure. First of all, this uh, band was built on friendship because when I was looking for musicians, I was only uh, always looking for good musicians. But oh, on yeah. the other hand, for people I can build a friendship with. Mm -hmm. And the other situation, I was always watching carefully uh, that the chemistry between people are in the right uh, uh, balance. And that's a very important point because that makes the situation really Uh, good. If you maybe have the wrong person, the band can break much earlier. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we had the right chemistry, and that was the right point that we could um, live this long. Right chemistry right on, on based on friendship. That's uh, it's are uh, the secret. Oh yeah, 
I have a question here from Jeff Kiss. He's from he's from Berlin, and he had a question about how did it feel when Herman left the band? How did it how did it did it break down the vibe and um, the whole chemistry in the band at that time? I mean, Herman that he left uh, mm-hmm. made me very sad because yeah. uh, I know that he's a very outstanding kind of creative guy. Eh? He is crazy enough. He is a friend. We always uh, said together, Herman and me, that we, uh, in our former life, were in the in the uh, monastery monks, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came together, back out the pendle, going into the other <laughs> end, and yeah. being rock musicians, the opposite. Anyway, so yeah, that was hard thing. But on the other hand, he was married with. Uh, uh, um, Monac- uh, uh, girl from Monaco mm-hmm. and she became friend with uh, Prince Albert then he started his record company and he was very excited with uh, working with uh, musicians and with bands and uh, his uh, record company and uh, we on tour always and he don't want to do it so in this case it was a situation which uh, mostly uh, that is the way it is. Other people oh, yeah. want to go, the other one want to stop. He mm-hmm. goes, um, I, 20 years uh, of rock and roll and living out of the case is enough for me. Mm-hmm. So, and we, Klaus and me and Matthias, we said, no, we want to go uh, for the next one. So in this case, um, that's the reason why we're also very happy with the new album, Sting and the Tail, yes. because after all the years where people thought, Okay, Scorpions, they're still doing something. Oh, interesting. That we now, really after waiting and experimenting and working with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra, doing mm-hmm. acoustica, doing many different things, then by learning a uh, musical uh, uh, experience, out of the musical experience coming back to our roots and doing something which is very close to the DNA of the original Scorpions, that means of uh, blackout and love first thing um with a twist of now it's fantastic for us we we love that and we are very happy to uh, be a part of it oh i i agree with that and you know and i understand just just how strong that is you know from you being the being the per- person in the band you Claus and Matthias how you kept that together and you guys never really broke down with the music style you guys always brought it all the time it was something when, when the scorpions brought a record new record out you had an idea what 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 the record was gonna be about there's gonna be some real strong guitar riffs in there some really killer solos and the vocals were always gonna be right on and you guys did that for every single record and I, I give you total props for that. You know, Scorpions was a very strong influence in my life as a kid growing up. And it's, it's an honor to talk to you right now. And it's, it's really cool to have the opportunity to, to review your new record and talk to you about it. And have the opportunity also to let other people hear you on our show also. Thank you very much. I, I got a question here. This is coming from the Hellion in chair. He wants to know about, um, did you enjoy being on the Van Halen Monsters of Rock Tour in 88? Of course, I mean, that was something very, mm-hmm. very special. I mean, it started already by being invited by uh, Van Halen in their studio in Los Angeles, Eddie's studio, and really playing each other the new album and, you know, going for uh, an adventure through all the stadiums, including uh, Dokken, Metallica, and Kingdom Come. 
uh, even Kingdom Come was a very good choice mm -hmm. because uh, in the end uh, James Cotty became our drummer. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic time, and we enjoyed it very much to really uh, play in all these different big stadiums, in Giant Stadium and here Colosseum in Los Angeles and other places. I mean, there were some very tough uh, concerts. The hottest day in San Francisco mm -hmm. we played, and really it was something very outstanding. Mm -hmm. I got another question here. I got I got just a few questions I'll run by you. Uh, Night Stalker in chat room wants to know. He goes, "What was your? What do you do to prepare for a show? And what gear do you use live?" I mean, of course, first of all, mm -hmm. try to buy really in, in, when when you. That's always I say to young uh, kids who starting uh, want to become a rock star mm -hmm. and guitar player, rock guitar player. I always tell them rehearse as much you can do before you become famous. Oh, yeah. Because after you become famous, you have no time anymore. Mm -hmm. So in this case, what I'm doing, preparing myself, it's, of course, I have a little guitar with me, uh, which is the rehearsal guitar. It's a very small uh, thing, which I can uh, turn into a flying V because the wings are separate in the case. Oh, okay. I can uh, put them on, I then screw them on, in this case, I have always a flying remus with me, but um, the, the the body I take with me, the wings are mostly in my uh, um, suitcase. Mm -hmm. But what I'm doing is I use every, every any minute by coming out of the plane, going into the limo, and start already making finger uh, rehearsals and, and, and playing a little bit and and going through the songs and stuff like this. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm coming to the hotel, do the interviews, going to the hall, either to the sound shack. I'm taking the guitar with me, playing in the limo, and and setting everything up. That's the basic situation which what I'm doing, because when you're at home and when you, um, yeah, then you have no time because the paperwork for all the back catalog of the band oh, is yeah. so big that we have to sign for films for. Uh, for uh, video games, for compilation and stuff like this. It's a lot of things. I tell you one thing, if the history of 40 years, mm -hmm. there is a lot of things to do. But anyway, I don't want to um, bl uh, blame anybody for this kind of life, but I want to only say that the time for really uh, rehearsing and, and setting things up are very difficult and it's short because then you have to go to meet and greet, then you have the interviews and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. This case, you are really nearly 24 hours completely uh, full of uh, a schedule, which maybe includes seven hours sleep or six. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. How's, how's it feel to, to, to think about how, how many times, how many interviews and how many shows you've done and how many people have you met over the years? How does that make you feel? I mean, I tell you one thing, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I, I did an interview uh, like uh, one hour ago with a, a Canadian from Toronto coming, the mm -hmm. TV show. This guy was playing with Rod Stewart. He was, uh, I think, guitar player of Rod Stewart. 
And um, he mentioned to me, he said, Rudolf, remember I was with you, MTV <laughs> in Europe, made up the party in Holland, and you said, hey, come on, let's have a beer. <laughs> and I start thinking, and you know, I mean, sometimes really, and then I remember, because he, he noticed something, which I said, ah, yeah, you now I know. Because it's really uh, uh, tough, you meet so many people... Oh, yeah. And there's so many, uh, and, and I'm very open, of course, too. I'm not the guy who only uh, talks to the people I know. If, when somebody is very um, nice and very, let's say, positive, a positive person, I uh, like to talk to people, like nice guys and, and, and people who uh, like to talk and, and have a great uh, way of uh, yeah, communication. So in this case, it's great. I mean, if I think about traveling around the world this many times, knowing people from Novosibirsk, from Manaus, from uh, Ulaanbaatar, from Mongolia, Mongolia <laughs> Japan, and, 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 and. It's oh, yeah. unbelievable. And that's the situation the scorpions, what scorpions are all about. We are always uh, uh, see ourselves as, as uh, 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 builder of br bridges between oh, yeah. countries and um, generation, religion, and continents. Because we, uh, coming from Germany, and we know from our history that we did some uh, wrong things, and we always took care that we show uh, our um, neighbors, our uh, countries, like America and France, and uh, here's a new generation coming from Germany, who's not coming with tanks, coming with guitars, and want to have a better life. Mm -hmm. Rudy. Okay, Dominic. Yes. See you on tour, all right? Can you do me one quick favor, Rudy? Yes. Can you do a promo ID for our show? Just say your name, yeah. your band, and say you're listening to Maximum Threshold. What is the name? Maximum Threshold. Maximum, maxim Maximum one. Threshold. What's that? Can you spell it? Sure, it's T-H-R-E-H-R... E T H R E S H O L D T H R and then then E S H O L D E S H O L D O L D yes threshold yes. ah Max okay maximum, maximum threshold. threshold that's it okay and, and, and is this a, a radio show is yes. this a TV a radio show yes, yeah it's radio yes okay. Hi, here's Rob Shaker from Scorpions, and you're listening to Maximum Thresholds. That was perfect. Rudy, I want to thank you very much for coming on here. And I just want to say thank this. Thank you, Dominic. Yeah, I got to meet you in 83, too, so I just want to throw that out there also. <laughs> you, you met me in 83? Yep, that was, I think, with, the Iron, with Iron Maiden. Ah, 82. Yep. Oh, 80, yep, that was, that was awesome. 82. That's what it was. Ah, great. Okay, see you on, 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 the, on the upcoming tour, okay? Yep. Hey, have a good one, Rudy. Thanks a lot again you for too. coming on. Bye. 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 Bye.
a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. What's going on out there? <clears throat> Hope you guys enjoyed the interview I did with Rudolph Schenker. I don't even remember doing it. How's that? I was listening to that. I was like, damn, I don't remember that. <laughs> so it was cool to listen back to that. Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I got some commercials I'm going to knock out, come back. Got got an interview with um, Dan Spitz, formerly of Anthrax. And then I think we're going to call it night because 10 o'clock, I'm getting ready to watch the UFC fight. Watch Stipe kick some ass tonight. So I'm just throwing it out there. So I'll be back. We got an interview. Then I'm out of here. Thanks for reminding me about the UFC fight. I almost forgot. Have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku? Grab the app, tune in, and search Maximum Threshold and hear the show live directly from your device. Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven. You want to listen to Maximum Threshold Radio on your phone? You can do so. The app is out there, baby. Tune in radio. Go to your little market there and download Tune in radio. Just type that in the search. Tune in radio. Once you download that app, click it, activate it, blah, 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 search maximum threshold. That's, once again, that's Tune In Radio. You can also catch the podcast on there also. Yeah, it's real nice. Check it out. Tune In Radio for maximum threshold radio live. Call into the show. West Coast callers call 213-973. 7237 once again, 213-973-7237, East Coast callers 440-709-4977 once again 440-709-4977. The Thresh with Dominic. the name of METAL! You're listening to the Maximum Threshold Radio Show with your host Dom and Dan, right here on MaximumThreshold.net. <laughs> oh, I gotta play some else my intro. Where's that? <laughs> Michael Strong, you motherfucker! A maximum threshold, baby. Woo! It's Michael Starr from Steel Panther. Okay, well, I can't find it, so fuck it. I'm back. Oh, here we go. See, is this that? Now, back to the guys who have a lifetime membership to the Mexican Donkey Show's Worldwide Club, Stan and Gerald on Maximum Thunderbolt. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, man, I got this interview. It's pretty old, too. This is Dan Spitz. 
formerly of Anthrax. Talks about his um, other projects he has. We talk about fixing watches and shit. Really cool. Let's check this out. And I'll come back and, and we're out of here. Horns up. Fist near, baby. You are about to listen to an exclusive interview here on Maximum Threshold Radio at MaximumThreshold.net. Hello. Dan. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? Oh, pretty good. We got Dave and Mike over here in the studio also. Hey, Dan. How you doing, Dan? How you doing? Uh, we, we just got done playing um, Puzzle Box, man. It's in, I've been really digging it since I got this. You know, this red lamb and it's really good stuff there uh i appreciate it very much uh you know it, it was a lot of work to to kind of get where we where we are right now mm-hmm. and um uh we appreciate uh definitely the the kindness and the and the love you know oh definitely i i can, I can believe in you from what i've been seeing you've been putting this together for a couple of years and unleash it out there and Really, really put it out, and so the media can grab a hold of it and and give it the push. Man, I really hope everybody you know draws to it and has a nice, nice hum or buzz to it. Yeah, you know, after you know the the reunion, that was like almost three years of constant touring, which was great. And you know, we didn't make any new music, and everyone just kept wanting more. And it just felt really good for me to you know to be back. Let's say, if you know what I mean, and, oh, yeah. and just really. Uh, connect with the audience and and just feel like I am in the audience, you know. And I, I just felt like I was um, starting all over, you know. I, I got my break. I, I was kind of lucky. I'm I'm the, I'm the guy who's not like burnt out. I hate the music industry, this, that, and the other thing. I, I'm the opposite. I'm the guy like just let me loose, please. I want to kill and destroy. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, the beginning of uh, of Red Lamb was just kind of spent a long time. Uh, as they did in, in the beginning of Anthrax, just trying to develop a sound that that you know was reminiscent of of me, which you know th- this music is my DNA. It's uh, it's nothing I can wipe clean because uh, there's only a few of us that you know are the creators and um, that are still here. Yeah, and uh, we can't wipe that clean. But something that, the, the missing ingredient that was more of what the future would would be of uh, the creation that that the few of us did create and and what's what's you know what is thrash metal or right. you know now it's called the big four whatever you yeah. want to call it and uh that took the better part of a year and then and then away we went you know the chord progressions are there and, and it was just all there and and then uh it just took off from there and, and it was just really easy to to write the rest of the album mm-hmm. and so what was some of the inspiration behind um the whole red lamb Um, just uh, a hunger to, to, to start all over again and, and have that ability to, mm-hmm. to create something brand new and a fresh slate, you know, um, oh, yeah. that's just something not everybody's given. Um, so it, it was just, uh, it was just really cool to be able to do that. And then, you know, I, I've been doing, uh, something for my, for, for Dave, um, out of his studio and he's like, well, let me hear it. You know, I've heard so much about it, but just let me hear it. And, we were driving in one of his crazy cars and he popped it in and he just really loved it and you know he just wanted to ask if he could help you know being my friend you know can I be that that extra member of the band that that person who sees what you can't see and we all need that and uh and and I said of course you know I'd love I'd love for you to do that you know Mm -hmm. and uh and it just kind of took off from there and 
I moved it out to Dave's studio on the West Coast, and uh, and and he helped you know immensely day and night, just working feverishly and you know rewriting all the lyrics with me for the whole album and you know co-producing the whole album and getting the best parts of the song in the right places and just being that guy that that we all need and oh, of course you know who better to understand what I do than someone who does what I do <laughs> you know. Hey, there's... And ask for a, a better team, you know. Uh, right. I only wish that other guitar players could be could have been there to to see the two of us, you know, together because you know it's, it's monumental. Right. I don't think any two guys in the Big Four have ever worked together and ever, you know, to make something that we all are, are going to listen to forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this, for me, it's monumental. But at the same time, I wanted to kind of release it in a way where it was more. Um, you know, like the beginning days of Anthrax, where, you know, it was me and Scott just pounding streets and just, you know, and then playing live and just getting our message out, you know, straight to the fans with nothing in between. So you just kind of finished it, did the first video and, you know, and threw it out there and, you know, let everybody, you know, like a magnet come and find good music. Okay. And that's where we're at. I have a question for you, Dan. Um, because you and, you and Dave do share a similar path. I know that... Um, you were both born into the, the Jewish faith, and you both are now, uh, were at one time born again or found your faith in Christianity, correct? And, um, correct. You guys, I'm sure that you guys have shared um, your opinions on all this stuff, and I don't want to delve too deep into that, but I do want to ask you, is Dave Mustaine as intense and as much of a hard-ass on a personal level as he comes across in interviews and in the press or does he just does he just get a bad rap and come across wrong in the press <laughs> uh, you should probably call him <laughs> <laughs> you know um, you know I, I just know Dave is my friend so as my friend he's my friend and you know we, we have a very special bond not just me and him but our families and do you guys so, do you guys like laugh you know, and, I, and I, could, I couldn't really you know answer your question in, in that respect you know um, you know to do you, you guys it's really hard to explain they, the older generation would know you know what Dave and me and Scott and James and Kirk and the guys from Slayer you know, what we had to do to, to get our, what we believed in out there. You know, you, you have to be an extremely strong personality. You have to have perseverance. You have to have a very good business sense. There has to be someone in the band that has that business, the business perseverance of not quitting because, you, you know, there was a guy called Johnny Z who had a, a Metallica cassette and an Anthrax cassette and for two years went to every record company and they just laughed at us. Like, what is this toilet water stuff? You got any Motley Crue copy bands, you know? And we wouldn't take no for an answer, like you don't understand, you know. And we would always get those stumbling blocks. So we ha- you have to have that drive, that ambition, that, that no one tells me what I'm doing, you know, is is wrong. But in the same respect, of course, you know, when, uh, we do have to take other people's opinions. So we're we're very strong people in our in what we do, and and it's the same with Red Lamb. You know, um, people might say, well, you know, uh, actually, we've gotten a very warm reception, which is really great, and. Um, appreciate that and I appreciate that down deep but you know uh, this is still starting over for me so I have to have that same kind of you know hard-nosed perseverance in, in what I believe in okay um, good do you um so I know that you went through um you know you went through the whole uh 
I don't know what it, like you, to be the apprenticeship and the craftsmanship to become an expert watch repairman. Do you do you did you put that on the back burner to focus back on music, or was that more of a another passion for you? Because that's that's a very interesting thing for someone to gravitate to, and especially from you being on top of the mountain musically, and then from everything I've read, you you became like a master craftsman. And did you just put that on the back burner for now to focus on um, on music again? Well, after I kind of retired and you know stepped off a tour bus, and you know we were at that point in Anthrax playing kind of Madison Square Garden type size stages, I guess. And um, I, you know, I've been on a bus since I was like 20 years old. You know, I never basically came home. So, I, you know, I went to Switzerland and just decided to get the, the pedigree and the degrees and and take on the challenges, just like it's kind of like learning guitar from from you know from the bottom up, you know, but you know, enrolling in, you know, Juilliard or something like that. And uh, I said I could kind of clear my head and do that. And I accomplished my mission and cleared my head. And it was just really cool to, 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 to get to the top, if you know what I mean, of the mountain, even, even in Switzerland, um, where they don't um, deem a, a master watchmaker, which is what I am. Um, you know, if you're American, you really can't get there. And but they kind of took me in with open arms because I went to their schools in Switzerland, so they beat me as Swiss. So I worked on some crazy stuff. And when the guys from Anthrax said, "Look, you know, we want to do a reunion," of course I had to, um, you know, tell all my clients and uh, around the world who have no one else to do what I do. There's only a couple of of us. Um, you know, even in Switzerland, most big companies only have one of, say, what I do. Within them, it's a, it's a, it's a specialty, um, and I only can do it because I've been doing it since I'm eight years old. So before I get my pedigree, I, I, I've been doing it with my grandfather since I was eight. So I'm kind of like a, an old man in a younger body, <laughs> with the knowledge of an old man, and so that's how I kind of got there. But I had to put everything on the back burner to, to do, you know make that decision and do that so when the reunion didn't continue of course i couldn't just go back it would been almost three years since uh, on a regular daily basis i was taking apart some of the world's most complicated mechanical wristwatches so uh and, and you know i really you know, didn't want to it was you know, time to play music again you know there's only one of me and dave was always yelling at me when i was in switzerland like what are you doing you know it's you had enough already come on like there's only a couple of us, you know, you know, you, you need to play again, you know, the world needs to hear some more of your guitar. And uh, it finally hit me, and it's just time to do it. And, and of course, you know, there's, there's more to Red Lamb than, than just playing music. Um, you know, my wife, Candy, and I have twin identical boys with autism, and as we all are starting to learn, it, it's an epidemic worldwide now. Um, the CDC just announced their, uh, their latest study last week where one in every 43rd boy born is, is going to have it. Um, so that's, that's you know, you can take cancer and diabetes and all the other diseases and add them up, and it's not even coming close to the people uh, who are going to be born with uh, or get autism, let's say, through whatever means that they get it. So, it, you know, we have to do something about it in the music community. You know, David stayed at my house and, he knows my kids, and he felt compelled to, to help me write a very important song. And there's people in, in the film industry, um, you know, that are 
that are helping the cause, you know, like Jenny McCarthy and so forth. There's people in NASCAR um, and all of racing. There's people in sports everywhere, like Dan Marino and has foundations. But you know what? There's no one, not just in metal, there's no one in music. And not just helping the cause, but lives it like my family and lives, lives the daily uh, the daily grind of, of autism. So we wrote a song called Puzzle Box, and we just finished the video for that. And uh, that's kind of what Red Lamb is going to roll out to do, and not just help temporarily with a song, but that's what we stand for. You know, we hope to bring um, uh, more of our friends in, other bands and so forth, and kind of make this a rolling, touring party where we give back to uh organization like uh, Autism Speaks and, and try to try to bring a little awareness worldwide to what the hell's going on here and let's try to get this fixed. Definitely, man. You know, um, yeah, I know a, a bunch of people whose children have autism. And one of the things they keep talking about, that I know that they bring up, is about um, the inoculations and um, things like that. Just saying that those were, those were signs of like causes that are coming up. Is it some of the things you've been hearing also? Well, no one knows, you know, how to fix it yet. And yeah. we're, you know, the scientists are doing their best to, to try and find, you know, what it is. But we're, you know, it, it's, uh, I think it's definitely a combination of all kinds of environmental type things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, plastics or chemicals and we put them in the microwave and heat them up. And, you know, the, our baby's bottles are and their milk are in that bottle and we're warming it up and, and up until just recently, we didn't even realize that they were leaching PCBs and into you know into the bottles, and you know so we're each injecting a little bit of that, and a little bit of this, and a little bit of that, and you know sitting on a couch that has chemicals sprayed into it, so when we spill our freaking beer on it, it doesn't get soaked into the couch. So you lay a little baby on that, you know, when they're not even six months old, and they get a little bit of that and this and that, and then they get a little shot at 12 months, but their immune system might not be fully developed you know boys develop uh, slow more slowly than girls and that's why they have a a higher rate of autism than girls Mm -hmm. Uh, things like that um you know common sense wise i'm not a doctor here but you know if you kind of just put all that together you know um, it doesn't sound like a good cocktail does it definitely but what organizations are you working with uh we work with autism speaks which is the largest autism uh organization in the world they'll be Co- co-working with us and so forth so you can get all your information it's on their website which is autismspeaks.org will you be doing any type of like fundraisers with them yeah that's kind of the plan of like I, what I was saying what 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 red lamb is it's yeah. uh you know, everything we do will will be you know will be given back and you know you'll you'll, you'll slowly start to see you know it happen after this video and when we start to hit the road you know, we'll have hopefully have like an awareness booth when you enter the show and products and so forth and so. Oh, okay, that's cool. I got a question here. This is coming from Dodging Daylight. They're a band. They're in a chat room. They're asking that since you had Dave Mustaine help you work on the record here, is there talks about a possible tour with Red Lamb and Megadeth after the, um, the, these couple of legs of tours that they got going on? Right now, I, I'm I don't know. You know. What holds the future? I don't know. You know, Dave and I are friends. And, you know, if Dave's going to jump up on stage and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and you know do a song or whatever it may be or however um, that that pathway leads, that that'd be awesome. You know, so we never kind of plan what we do. We just do what we do. Yeah. Um, uh, what we're doing now is finishing. We just finished filming the, the footage 
we had three different shoots for uh, Puzzle Box. Mm-hmm. So now it goes into editing, um, and we'll release a couple, you know, uh, trailers and so forth first. And then, uh, you know, we're trying to put together our, our touring plans now and hit the road, and uh, I don't plan to stop. Gotcha, there. It's time, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we will be playing some Anthrax songs. Cool. So you'll get to hear, you know, them played the way they should be with the lead breaks by the guy who, you know, wrote all the wrote all the cool stuff. So it's, you're gonna get a double dose when you come to see us, which mm-hmm. is really really cool. I think. Have you been in contact with Neil Turbin over the years? No, actually, that's kind of funny. That name came up. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't heard from Neil. And, Probably since the day he was thrown out of the band. Damn. Yeah, because whenever I think of Anthrax, I always think of Fistful of Metal. I think that was the very that was the best one ever put out. That that gives me that takes me back to the days of the Roots when I like I was telling you off the air, uh, seeing you guys play at a little club in Cleveland at the Fantasy. You know, being on stage right next to you, headbanging next to you, you know, and fist pounding, and then hitting you in the head and looking at you and tell you I'm hey I'm sorry. And you just smiled over at me and just thinking about those kind of things. Those are memories that you hold back when I think of think of um, early thrash and things music that got me to play guitar and just things like that. And those are some of the things I think about. That's that's just really cool, and you know that's the kind of stories I, I love to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you know back then we 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 were in a million years. You know, actually, I think it was me and Scott used to kind of joke around in the in the studio, like, can you imagine someday like our music's actually on a TV commercial? You know, this <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, and we, yeah. then we would just like bust out laughing, like, yeah, right, not you know, kind of thing. Like, and then you know, look what we did. It's yeah. um, well, not us, meaning anthrax or me or scott but look what we all did i mean the people who love what we did our mm-hmm. fans everyone that's listening to this right now yeah. look what we did We're, we've embedded good music into history we've changed the whole music scene and of course anthrax and and you know what we do ground did groundbreaking wise we've changed it numerous times you know through Mix, having the ability to mix heavy metal or thrash or whatever you want to call it with other forms of music and up until then it was against the law yeah. so now you know we have incredible bands like Rage Against the Machine and, and on and on and on that you know I don't know if these bands would have ever um, you know come about or been accepted a, a mass appeal um, if it wasn't for you know the, the walls we had to knock down and people we had to say you know what you're putting that song out like it or not yeah. look at your contract you can't stop us. So, and it's the same with Red Lamb. You know, I'm back with that same fistful of metal hunger, and I think everybody can hear it. That that's that's found us on the internet, that, in the music. You know, I mean, it's the same thing when Dave heard it the first time. It's like he heard it. Like it's like, you know, my hunger is there. Like that's it. My break is over, and there's no stopping me now. So, you guys, you guys obviously can take credit for. Rage Against the Machine, does that mean we could blame you for Limp Biscuit? <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking credit or taking blame for anything. I'm just saying no, those you bands probably would have been here anyway, you know, um, but would they have had mass appeal? We don't know, but... Hey, come on, Wes Borland is actually a really good guitar player. Yeah, I I agree with you there, but... um, Okay, I'll say this, because I got got into metal a little late, like I was like 13, and what... I was sitting in the back of my 
he turned out to be one of my my lifelong closest friends. At the time, he was my my older sister's boyfriend, sitting in the back of his Firebird, listening to Rain and Blood, Garage Days Revisited, and um, Among the Living is what turned me into a metal lover. And I have to I have to say that you know, like where Dom was saying, fistful of metal. Among the Living did that for me, and, and turned me helped turn me into a an, into a a metal and and all the other stuff that you did. Like you said, it opens your eyes and gives you it gives other bands a chance for mass appeal. And you guys definitely were at the forefront of all that. And so, well, you know, it's it's not what what we do, what we did, what you know, what we create, what I create now. Of a red lamb, of what I'll create in the future. Um, other forms of music don't have what we have, and there's a reason why. Uh, first of all, I'm just a fan who happens to play guitar. I'm no different than someone who listens to my music and uh, what I create or what I have created in the past, which obviously is uh, albums like Among the Living. And and I'm no different than, than the fan. I just happen to be able to to play it. But what we write about lyrically and what we believe in, you know, of course, we just get on stage wearing our jeans or, you know, through through time, it was it was shorts, and, uh, which was born just out of convenience because the clubs were just so hot, we couldn't take it anymore. And, you know, let's break another rule in heavy metal, not allowed to wear shorts. Um, we write about things that are, uh, you know, what bothers us, what's, what's, what's affecting us as human beings on planet Earth. You know, we don't write, hey, baby, love me tenderly, and whatever it may be. You know, it's it's real, man. And there's no punches held back, man. If we feel like punching, you know, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> it's it, yep. it, That's the way all music should be, but unfortunately, it's sugar-coated. That's what Red Lamb is. You know, get ready. Yeah, there's a song about autism. No, we're not just giving to the local cancer fund and, you know, look on the bottom of our website. There's a little button you could press to donate. No. My family, the Spitz family, lives it. We live a nightmare every day. We got to get through that day. You know what? It's time for everybody to know what the freak's going on here, metal style. See, I got a, I got a. So you were talking about shorts a little while ago. I had a question here from the Hellion. He was asking. He said, "Ask Dan if he still has the Jetson shorts from the antisocial video." <laughs> uh, yeah, they're probably definitely. Uh, I would say they're definitely packed away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got them. I got a question here from they're, Jeff. Actually, they're a Lisa Beach, if I remember correctly. It was a company that I used to work with. And that brings back old memories. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I got a question. But no, I don't have any of those guitars, if anyone's wondering. Ah. I think you all know that by now, anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Jeff Kiss is asking. He said, ask if, if you reached out to um, Jerry Gasco from King's X, being a severe heart attack survivor himself. No, I, 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 as a matter of fact, I didn't even know that. That's, uh, wow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be here. Just so everybody knows, I didn't just have a heart attack. Um, it's the, the main, like when you go to school and they show you that giant valve that's going to your heart, and not just the little veins, but that's the one that was 98% blocked in me. So I'm like Uncle Fred, who you're talking to at like Easter dinner, and then all of a sudden he drops dead and his face goes in the soup, like, yeah. and there's no reviving him. When the guy ambulance gets there, the guy's like, sorry, he was dead like 10, 10 minutes ago. That's what I was supposed to be. And that's what they all, the doctors tell me, that, that I'm not supposed to be here. So um, I was actually 
pushing the twins at the Bronx Zoo, and I was starting to get winded. And you know, everybody kind of knows that knows me that I work out a lot, and maybe five, six days a week, and I don't really get winded usually. And I, and I just felt like the gorillas just attacked me and jumped out of the cage and was squeezing my body, and I hit the ground. And my wife was just laughing, like, "Get up! What are you doing?" <laughs> You know, we stop acting. You know, we got to get to the next exhibit, mm-hmm. and uh, that was it. You know, I had a massive heart attack, and uh, but now they wrote a rule to me, clean me out, put a couple new parts in, and and here you go, I'm back with Red Lamb. Cool. Do you feel a little different having having that surgery done? Yeah, you know, after that, that was my my real awakening. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just like, hey, I got something to do here. Yeah. You know, what am I doing messing around with watches? Yeah, I'm. I'm you know, was given a really cool, special talent. I could fix some really cool stuff, and that most people not only don't get to buy or wear, but I get to go inside and kind of just rip them apart, figure out what's wrong with them, and and fix them, and and make the guy happy who owns it. Like, because n- most people can't fix his stupid watch, you know. But you know, what am I doing? I, I can't sit at a desk no more. I, I got to get back where I belong, and that's on stage, and that's you know my DNA of playing the music I was put here to play telling the messages that need to be told that others are afraid to tell. So, there's my waking, and you've heard the story from other people, you know, and you get that second chance. Oh, yeah. And and here I am, man. So I I just hope that everyone understands, you know, my story. It's it's a little complicated. It's a little cool. Um, I think the people from, from the older kind of people who who really are you know anthrax lovers and understand what you know you know who i am and you know what means god did but i i really hope that the newer generation of kids now come and listen to red lamb come watch us play live get the messages you know that i got to give this time here's some good anthrax song played you know played by me uh, and you know it's it we're all friends and it's just time to roll along and, and time for me to play again and just see everybody again. That's you know that's where the love is, man. I, I gotta feel that. I gotta feel that audience love again. Uh, speaking of that love of the music here, Beavis is asking. Uh, he he want to know if you could talk a little bit, a little bit about the Lamore days back in Brooklyn. How was it back then? Oh man, that was killer. In fact, you know some of the video that we just did was was done in Long Island, and I was in the car with Donnie, our singer, and. Uh, and, you know, we're, he was driving me somewhere. I'm like, dude, I've been on this road so many times, like, you know, going back and forth to Lamorth to see some kind of cool concert, you know. If that place just ruled, you know. Mm-hmm. We Let's put it this way. I don't know if you guys would do this, but, you know, I, I grew up in the suburbs about a half an hour north of, of the George Washington Bridge, meaning New York City. Mm-hmm. In a half an hour, I could be in the city. So I was like, kind of like a, considered a hick. I would drive all the way to Brooklyn to Lamar's to see a band, knowing that when I parked my car and came back out at the end of the night, that they would have popped my window, <laughs> stole my stereo or my T-tops back then. And usually you got to go back to this place called Hunts Point where they sell used auto parts. Mm-hmm. And you're basically buying back your T-tops. Back then they didn't have sunroofs, they had T-tops. Um, you know, you're, usually you look at them and you're like, wait, those are mine. Like, you know, the next day you're buying them, buying right. them back. And you would do that all that metal Damn. just to see a band and knowing because you've been there before that they're going to break in your car and steal your stereo anyway that's how like hardcore we were and that's that's Lamar's <laughs> I, I got a question here this is coming from Amy Stewart Hale she just sent me a tweet she said um, how can people contact you or 
or she wants to contact you in regards of doing art for you for the your autism project? Uh, the band Facebook, you know, I live on the band Facebook. Um, I think I hope people have kind of figured that out. Um, um, most people have. Um, I think that's just a, a great platform for me to kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, other people know that I also write and have designed all the websites and write all the code myself for all the Redland websites. So you always get me and find me, and you know I, I do monitor Facebook. Sometimes it's, it's it is you know management doing stuff, but it's mainly me. Gotcha. So you can always get me there. You can get me on um, my Twitter, which is just Dan Spitz. I'm, I'm always there. Sounds good. Uh, let's see here. I'm just looking at the people there. Just a lot of people were, you know, posting the questions about the old anthrax days, and, and of course, Beavis had to ask uh, the infamous question: uh, Do you like Devo? Do I like what? Devo. Devo. Yeah. And Devo. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? D E V O. That yeah. band. Yeah, that band. Yeah, I like early Devo. Mm-hmm. Those guys were—they were groundbreaking, man. They were crazy. That's a weird question. Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but those guys wrote some really off-the-wall like riffs. You know, I don't know if they came from uh, the synthesizer or, or the guitar first mm-hmm. or last, but yeah, they were, those guys were—I got to say—20 years ahead of their time for sure. Yeah. And I you know they went on to all went on to do some really crazy stuff, and I think some of them do some um, serious um, movie scoring. Yeah. And uh, really talented guys. Let's see here. Just a couple more things here, man, and, and we'll let you go. But I, definitely, I, I want I want to know, how can people get a hold of your music? Uh, right now, music is on iTunes and Amazon, and you can download it digitally. You can get yourself a hard copy from, from Amazon as well. So um, You can hear it for free, live streaming on redlamofficial.com. Uh, you can see all the lyrics, which are obviously extremely important to both me and Dave. Um, on redlamofficial.com. Cool. Uh, Dan, can you do us a quick favor? Sure. Can you do a promo ID for us? Just say your name, whatever band you want to be associated with, and say you're listening to Maximum Threshold, and throw something crazy out at the end of it? Sure. Hey, you're listening to Dan Spitz from the band Red Lamb, uh, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold, man, and uh, you know, let's keep the thrash going. Sounds good. Dan, I, I want to I want to thank you very much for taking time out and being on our show here and talking with us and just getting the word out there about Red Lamb and all the projects you got going on and the Mustang thing and everything. We really appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of people who are tuning in this really, you know, they they really got the vibe from what, what you're going with on this. And you, I'm, I know you made a lot more fans with Red Lamb on here also. Well, you know, we, we greatly appreciate friendship, and that's what it's all about is in, in my camp. And uh, we, we we greatly appreciate our fans, you guys, and, and everybody. We're all one big family, and mm-hmm. you know, we just got to kind of stick together. And and uh, you know, I, I appreciate everybody helping expose Red Lamb now. And uh, let's take it from the underground, and and let's get Spitz back on stage and and have a good time, man. Got you. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Um, what song would you like me to play for you tonight? It could be Red Lamp, it could be um, Old Anthrax, anything you want. Uh, how about One Shell in the Chamber? Got it. Red Lamp. Got it right here. I'll play it for you right now. But Dan, I want to thank you very much for being on the show here. I'm gonna play the song here for you, 
Yeah, but definitely you got my number here. Whenever you know you get anything you want to promote or thing, just let me know. We'll give pop you right on the air here. I appreciate it so much, man. Can you have yourself a good one? Thanks, Dan. You too. Yeah. Be well. You too. There you go, and here you go. This is one. Well, this is this is a track he wanted to play for you. Here you go, some Red Lamb for you. Be back after this. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it.
Thank you for listening to an exclusive interview here on Maximum Threshold Radio at MaximumThreshold.net. That's right, man. I want to thank Dan Spitz for being on the show. And I want to thank everybody else who's tuned in. You guys rock, man. Tonight's show we had on Rudolf Schenker and Dan Spitz, uh, Scorpions, Red Lamb, Slash, Anthrax, Pass, X, whatever. <laughs> so, hey, don't go anywhere, you guys. We've got an after sh- after hour show coming on. So if you guys are listening to us live, I'm playing some cool stuff after this. I also got the UFC on over here next to me, so I ain't going nowhere. I'm sitting right here. I'm going to play some musica and watch some ass whipping. So see you guys next week or week after or something like that. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Sayonara. La canoche. Hasta luego. Just listen to Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Airs live every Saturday night, 8 p.m. until whenever the fuck they shut up. So tune in. It is pointless to resist.